Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, what a beautiful day it is today here in Southern California, and it's just you and me this week. Mark's away on vacation, so just the, just the two of us. Get ready to talk about tech. I love talking about tech. There's anything in this world that excites me, as long as it has a circuit board. It can be a cell phone, a computer, home entertainment system, or, gee, even my washing machine's got a computer in it. So, you know, I love talking about tech, and I'd love to be hearing from you. Please call in. 877-474-3302, and I'm Marsha Collier. If you want to email us with questions in the future, we love answering them on the show. It's Mark, M-A-R-C-A-N-D, M-A-R-S-H-A, at gmail.com. So, we have a lot of stuff coming up for you today. Very exciting show. Some of the first things I wanted to answer, though, is, you know, I got some questions in email last week. We had a question about WPA which, as you may know, is security for your Wi-Fi network. We pretty much started out with WEP, which keeps your signal secure within your own network. But unfortunately, it's so open these days that any high school kid could hack into your connection. So we turned from WPA to WPA2. So pretty much WPA2 is the newest technology. But if you have an older computer there's a real good chance that you can't use WPA2. So you never know until you try it. If you try WPA2 and you can't use it, know that no matter how fancy a card you put in your computer, if your BIOS isn't ready to accept it, it's just not going to work. So bottom line, you either have to flash your BIOS, which is something I never like to do. I hate. when I'll install software. I'll put cards. I'll even add physical memory but not going to flash my BIOS because you never know what's going to happen. So stick with regular WPA if you have an older computer. And another question we got, we've been having this talk about, you know, how I want to get this new laptop and whether we should get lots of memory or big hard drive. So we were talking about getting four gigabytes of memory. But an email came in, and it alerted me to a fact Did you know that Windows Vista really can't access more than three gigabytes worth of memory? I was totally shocked, totally blown away, because, you know, they're always trying to sell you more and more. It seems our computers are a 64-bit computer, but the software we're using is only 32-bit, and it can only access maybe four gigabytes of memory, maybe. Uh, Interestingly enough, in 2001... Microsoft released a 64-bit version of Windows XP. Now, 64-bit is what would be native to our actual computers. It would work well. It would speed up the computer. But because, you know, there's so many people, rather than getting a new computer, they like to upgrade the software. Upgrading can be problematic. Let's be kind about it. Problematic is a kind word about it. But... uh They wanted to make it easy so that people could use their old software, and all the old software is based on 32-bit. So, bottom line, we're going to have to go to 64-bit in the future. And there has been all along a Windows Vista with a 64-bit version, and that would make your computer run faster. But again, 
even though it is backwards compatible to 32-bit, there's a real chance you won't be able to run your own software. So, major upgrading once again. So do know that if you're running 32-bit Vista, uh, you don't need any more than 3 gigabytes worth of memory. Now, on all this tech note, I invited a guest to be with me on the show because, you know, I didn't want to be alone with you. <laughs> Although I love talking to you, I needed a real expert. So I thought, who is the best expert I could think of? That was my dear friend Dan Gukin. Dan wrote, like, the original dummies book. He is the original dummy. <laughs> he is more tech savvy than anybody I know. He is a little acerbic. He is very funny. And, Dan, you're on the line with us. Do you think you could say hi and tell us about some of the books you've written and some of the questions you can answer for people? Okay. I couldn't hear Dan. Dan, are you there? I'm here. There you are. Uh, Good you to have you on. I feel like that guy I can hear. Rise in commercial. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. I hope everybody else can, too. <laughs> Let's hope. Otherwise, it's going to be a very silly show. Yeah, one-way conversation. So, Dan, um, how many books have you written? I don't know, 111, 113. You know, you lose count as soon as it gets into three digits. Show off. <laughs> no, just because I've been pathetic and done nothing but rewrite the same book for the past 20 years doesn't mean that I'm a show-off. What was your first book, Dan? Uh, when I was about six, I rewrote Treasure Island because I didn't like the ending. Come on, Dan. This is a computer and technology show. Tell the folks what they need to hear. In, uh, in, well, what they need to hear. Here, I'll tell you. I'll be short. Get a Macintosh. Thank you. End of show. <laughs> um, the first computer book I wrote was back in 1987, and it was called uh, Hard Disk Management with MS-DOS and PC-DOS, and I had no idea what I was writing about. And that was like, I mean, uh, then the thing they liked about it was it was very easy to edit. I mean, they liked editing my stuff, and... and um, and I had a lot of knowledge on that, and I was able to turn things in on time. And back then, if you could do those things, they would want you to write a computer book because there were very few people who were writing computer books. Most people were making even more obscene amounts of money by being in the high-tech industry. So Now, you know, Dan, you wrote the first Dummies uh -huh. book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wrote yeah. the first Dummies book. What was that? In 1991, it was called DOS for Dummies. And DOS, for those people who don't quite remember or even know what DOS is? The DOS was the original operating system on the PC. So before Windows came around, people had to suffer through DOS. Matter of fact, even after Windows came around, people still suffered with DOS because it was a non-friendly text mode way to use a computer. But you needed to use DOS to do anything on the computer. And so you'd, you'd start up your PC, and it would come up there in text mode, and there would be a prompt, and you would go, "What now?" You know, it didn't tell Actually, you what type or anything. Actually, I remember, and I remember buying a copy of the first version of Windows, because I was doing advertising for a software company. And they said, here, try this. It's the latest, newest thing. And it was the first Windows version. And I installed this thing, and it broke my window into, my screen into something called Windows. And I thought to myself, why on earth would I ever want to do this? I can't do one more than one program at a time. I mean, right? I mean, most people thought this. Well, th th they did, but then um, in, in the 19... 80s, a program called Sidekick came along. I don't know if you remember that, but Borland um, up in Scotts Valley did a... Yes, I remember doing ads for it, but I never remember using it. 
Borland was a cool little utility because what it allowed you to do, it gave you access to things at the press of a button so that when you pressed a certain key combination, I think it was Control-Alt, um, a window, granted it was text, but it was colorful, and it would pop up on your screen and would say, what do you want to do? So you could bring up an address book or a little notepad. Um, you could make a quick phone call with it. And it introduced a whole generation of people who were monotasking computer users into the fact that their computer could do multiple things at once. And suddenly it became the rage to have all your programs available anytime you wanted to just by pressing a button. Microsoft wow. came out with a really cool utility called DOS Shell, which at the time was more powerful than Windows. It had better multitasking abilities. And it allowed you to shuffle, say, between WordPerfect and Lotus 1, 2, 3, and all these other, you know, programs that people had to, you had to use the program, you had to quit the program, you had to start another program. And you did that all the time. And then you couldn't share information between the programs. So if you did an image, say, in PC Paintbrush, you could not use it in WordPerfect. You couldn't take that image and put it into WordPerfect. There was no way. So they, uh, they used, of course, borrowed what the Macintosh was doing at the time, which was, you know, the ability to copy and paste and to be able to switch between programs without quitting them, and they came up with Windows. And that's what we have today. That's what frustrates people now. Well, Dan, you know, I actually remember using a program called WordStar ah. on my CPM K-Pro 2. Don't date yourself, babe. <laughs> which I actually, I bought uh, one on eBay for parts so that I can always remind myself of this little compute. Well, it wasn't so little. It was supposed to be a portable at the time. And the system software was on a five and a half inch floppy and you had a separate one for your data. It had a built in 300 baud modem. Ooh. And, ooh, for those of you who don't know how slow a 300 baud modem is, how fast would you say? We've got megabits per second now, correct? Yeah, a 300 baud modem basically it, it goes slow enough that a fourth grader could read the text as it comes, <laughs> appears on the screen. <laughs> Pretty much. But I remember, I mean, that was my introduction to the Internet with CompuServe. Yes. So, you know, that way we got to learn, yes, there is a world out there. Yeah. People can hear us on the computer. Uh-huh. And, you know, what's interesting is everything has changed. Technology has gotten so huge that uh-huh. now, what version uh-huh. would you say? We're on Vista now. But not everything has changed, though. People are uh, still what, the same. Uh, well, we're going to talk about some of the changes today in the show. I got a couple of things that you and I might find pretty annoying, but are really cutting edge, too. But, Dan, tell me, what is the most recent book? Now, you started with oh. the, the original DOS. Now you're up to Vista. Are you writing oh, about Vista write, 64? I don't write the Vista books. Um, uh, no, I do. Uh, PCs for Dummies is pretty much the, the one that I do, which is... Kind of a, you know, I, DOS for Dummies, and when I was proposing this book to the publisher, I told him, I said, you know, DOS for Dummies is really a four-chapter book. I can write everything I, I need to tell people about DOS in four chapters. And the guy's like, we can't do that. We have to do a book that's like 380 pages long. So I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to write about for 380 pages? Because in 60 pages, I can do it. And I did. In 60 pages, Dan, I wrote it. we're going to have to go to a break. And those of you listening, we've got the top tech expert in the country on the line. He's ready to answer some of your questions. So call us, 877-474-3302. This is Marsha Collier on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, the war is over, and just as I thought, Blu-ray is the winner. So what does that mean to you? Well, it means high-quality audio and video for your computer and your big-screen TV. Thanks to a new partnership between Philips and Lighton, or PLDS as I like to call them, because the world doesn't have enough acronyms, gives them access to hundreds of Blu-ray patents. Lighton has a long reputation for high-quality optical drives. PLDS products offer the highest quality at the most affordable prices. Blu-ray products are designed to give users the flexibility to burn Blu-ray discs and watch Blu-ray movies directly from your PC. PLDS has a great lineup of Blu-ray products to satisfy most consumer needs, including a new 4x BD internal writer and an internal and external BD-ROM for easy playback of your favorite movies. To learn more about Philips and Lighton digital solutions and the new Blu-ray disc format, visit them at www.lightonamericas.com. Apples and oranges, night and day. Plain old text email and email marketing with constantcontact.com. Yep. Plain old text email and constant contact are as different as flip-flops and wingtips. But some small business people seem to think they're the same thing. In fact, they're as different as black and white. Plain old email is text email. No pizzazz, just plain. Constant Contact is real email marketing for small businesses. It's sending customers professional-looking emails that really grab them, then tracking them to see who clicked through. Plain old text email is your buddy sending you his latest joke. Constant Contact is your travel agent telling you about your next exotic getaway with eye-popping photos and a hotel discount. Constant Contact is all about sending your customers emails as professional as your business. Plans start at $15 a month with a free 60-day trial. Get a whole new outlook on email marketing with ConstantContact.com, the better way to reach your customers. If you or someone you know really babies their car, motorcycle, boat, or RV, do we have the product for you. Never wax again with the very same paint sealant that new car dealers charge hundreds of dollars for at a fraction of the cost. Now available direct to consumers. See the amazing results at www.paintprotectionspecialist.com. Whether restoring an older oxidized vehicle or protecting a new one, the PPS paint sealant may be applied with an orbital polisher or by hand. Best of all, we offer this simple but ironclad guarantee. If this is not the best product you or your loved one has ever used, we will refund your money, including shipping, and you do not need to return the product. Why would we offer such a guarantee? Because the product is that good. See for yourself at www.paintprotectionspecialist.com. That's paintprotectionspecialist.com. It makes the perfect gift. I know that you're an environmentally astute person, and you want to use products that are good for the planet. Well, I'm excited to tell you about Charlie's Soap. It interested me at first because of my family's allergies, and no kidding, you can put your face inside a bag of Charlie's detergent and smell nothing. No sneezes. It's safe for your entire family and for the planet. Charlie's Soap Line includes an all-purpose cleaner, laundry powder, and laundry liquid. I use the laundry powder. It comes in a bag with a tiny scoop, and that's all you need. One tiny scoop. Charlie's Soap has been certified by Clemson and Duke University's non-toxicity labeling, and it cleans like you won't believe. Leaves all our clothes amazingly soft and clean. You want to do no harm to the planet? Here's your chance to use a wonderful product. Certified safe. 
To order your first bag of Charlie's Soap, visit SaveThePlanetSoap.com. That's SaveThePlanetSoap.com. SaveThePlanetSoap.com. Send your press release over the wire yourself and save. PR Newswire, the global leader in news and information distribution, understands the challenges of small business owners. So they've put together a free PR toolkit to help you send out your own press release over the wire. Just like the big guys, log on to SendItOutOverTheWire.com and get free press release writing tips and distribution information. PR Newswire directly delivers your press release to all the major media outlets like the Associated Press, newspapers, TV and radio, and to over 3,600 websites like Yahoo, MSN, and AOL. Your press release is then accessible to millions, including journalists and general consumers. In addition, this network is offering a free annual subscription to PR Newswire, a $125 value for free. Learn more at SendItOutOverTheWire.com. That's SendItOutOverTheWire.com. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hi, this is Marsha Collier. Thank you so much for joining me today. Mark's on vacation, and here we are with Computer and Technology Radio. I want to say hi to our listeners in San Francisco on KTRB. Thank you so much for joining us. You know, we air every Saturday from noon to 2 p.m. Pacific Time, but you can hear us on the archives 24-7 on ComputerAndTechnologyRadio.com. So glad to be here with you today. Uh, we have a guest, and that's Dan Gukin, my dear, dear friend. We were talking about kind of the history of DOS to Windows. And Dan, you want to help us out here? Where are we going? What are we doing today with the Windows? Where's Windows going? Yes. I, I don't know. No one. I mean, they talk about Windows 7. I don't, I don't know what's happening with Windows. I, I mean, it's getting slower. Isn't that true? Oh, Windows has just gotten so slow. As a matter of fact, I, I spoke to you before the show, and maybe you can help uh, our audience with this a little. My computer is getting slower and slower. And, I mean, I defragged the hard drive, and I ran cleanup. But I noticed in my Windows directory, I have all these. Every time Windows updates, it leaves some giant folder. What, now, do we need I'm, these folders? What uh, what Windows do you have, first of all? Because it ma- matters. I mean, you know. I'm running Windows XP oh, Service Pack 2. Um, <laughs> well, as, as our listeners know, I'm always talking about getting that new laptop. But, I, you know, I stayed with Windows 3.11 forever. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, Windows for Workgroups wasn't that bad, but the um, the, pro- the the updates are kept in the uh, on Windows XP. It's the Add Remove Software icon found in the Control Panel. If you open that, it yeah, I did that. I couldn't find them in there. Well, there's an option in there you can click that says Show uh, Windows Updates or something. I don't know because my Vista com- my uh, XP computer's turned off. It runs too hot. So. <laughs> Well, you know, I'll put a bag of ice on it when I need it, but yeah, I call my laptop the little hot box. Yeah, and so you, uh, <laughs> and so you, uh, you can go ahead and uh, uh, find them in there, and I, I know they're in there because I just wrote about it. So it's you know, and you can remove them. 
I I would say not to. I mean, what's the what's the big thing? I mean, are you how much space are you down to? Uh, I'm down to uh, uh, three or four gigabytes. Oh really? Is there, yeah. is there nothing else you can uninstall? I mean, because a lot of times there's like... I have stripped down everything on my laptop, and I know it's probably just time I need to get a new laptop. How, how much... Yeah, and that's what that's the, the real solution, but how, how much... Um, how, how big is the hard drive? Oh, it's only about 60 gig. It's a nice old Sony Veo that I just adore. Oh, what, you got a lot of music on there? Uh, movies, porn, something? No, you know... <laughs> I've transferred that all to uh, the my book, you know, the Western Digital my book. Oh, I see. I mean, I even have my pictures on the D drive. Oh, wow. So yeah, I just have this little puppy loaded up. Yeah. yeah but you know, a lot 60 of 60 gigs is just not, doesn't cut it on a computer anymore. You know, and mo- some laptops, the 80 gig is the the starter drive that you get. And I tell people, you know, if you want to use Vista, get got 250. Uh, Gigabytes at least. At the very least, or or the 320 is what I'm thinking. 320 is a good size, you know. And when, when I order a new computer, I go for 500 because I like, you know, I want to keep this a few years. I don't want to mess around. You know, and that's the thing we always have to think about. But you know, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, with the movement, we're working with a 64-bit architecture and 32-bit software. So we're really not using this fancy schmancy equipment that we have. As as well as we could be. I mean, it's not running as efficiently, is it? Yeah. Until until Microsoft decides, you know, it does what Apple did with OS 10, and say, you know what, any software before this date, will will support you one more version, but from now on you're incompatible. And you know, it didn't. It actually it was a boost to Apple. Apple has grown since they did that. And I think if Microsoft finally grew the cojones to say. Look, the next version of Windows is going to be compatible with new software only, but it would be a nice, slick, fast operating system. I think people would go for it. I, I actually, I did a poll on my uh, my Wambuli website and, and said, "What would you think of that?" And people were like, "Yeah, they need to." Dan, what was your website again, so everybody can hear? My website is called Wambuli, and it's W-A-M-B-O-O-L-I dot com. It was the name of a. a internet book that I did about 10 years ago, and I just kept the site because I like the name. And, and we can get to your blog and all that through yeah, there, too. Yeah, there's a blog there. I have an online dictionary. I have all kinds of stuff. Diversion, mostly. Well, well Dan's going to be with us through the entire show, and please call in, because I'm sure you have questions if you're going to want to know some answers. Dan is the man. Call us at 877-474-3702. And this is Marsha Collier on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. You and Navy Mutual Aid Association. We've been through a lot together since 1879. In those days, they spoke a little more formally. But our mission statement remains the same. Our mission is to aid our members and their dependents or beneficiaries by providing with certainty and promptness a substantial sum for their relief with insurance plans at as near the actual net cost as possible. In other words, we offer low-cost, high-quality insurance so that your family will be taken care of. We do have a lot more choices now. And there's our website, of course, NavyMutual.org. There, coverage is available to you and your family with no military or travel restrictions. NavyMutual.org. Obtain a quote, apply for the insurance, or fill out the forms. 
or you can reach us at 800-628-6012 to speak with us in person. Navy Mutual, serving you since 1879. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn. Do you want to own your own business? Have you considered buying a franchise? A franchise has proven to have the highest rate of success. FranChoice is a free award-winning one-on-one consulting service that helps you find the right franchise opportunity. WS Radio has worked with FranChoice for years, and they're the leader in the franchise industry. They've helped thousands of people just like you find the right opportunity. They work with you to profile your needs and match them up with hundreds of pre-screened franchise companies. Log on to freefranchisematching.com to learn more and set up an appointment with one of their consultants. There's no obligation and the service is free. That's freefranchisematching.com. Let their industry experts investigate and find the franchise for you. That's freefranchisematching.com. Well, the war is over, and just as I thought, Blu-ray is the winner. So what does that mean to you? Well, it means high-quality audio and video for your computer and your big-screen TV. Thanks to a new partnership between Philips and Lighton, or PLDS as I like to call them, because the world doesn't have enough acronyms, gives them access to hundreds of Blu-ray patents. Lighton has a long reputation for high-quality optical drives. PLDS products offer the highest quality at the most affordable prices. Blu-ray products are designed to give users the flexibility to burn Blu-ray discs and watch Blu-ray movies directly from your PC. PLDS has a great lineup of Blu-ray products to satisfy most consumer needs, including a new 4x BD internal writer and an internal and external BD-ROM for easy playback of your favorite movies. To learn more about Philips and Lighton digital solutions and the new Blu-ray disc format, visit them at www.lightonamericas.com. Spend more time with your pets and less time at the pet store. Let's face it, you love your dog, cat, bird, or fish. They are not just pets. They are a big part of your life, and they deserve the very best. If you have never ordered online before, we can save you time and money at OnlinePetCareProducts.com. We have everything you need at up to 50% savings compared to retail stores. That's 50% less, and your pet care products are delivered right to your door. The high-quality products your pet deserves. We carry just about everything, and our site is simple and easy to use. Log on to OnlinePetCareProducts.com. That's www.OnlinePetCareProducts.com. And see how we can save you time and money. We carry everything from collars to feeding supplies to prescription and non-prescription medicines. And you sure can't beat our prices. That's www.OnlinePetCareProducts.com. The future of radio is on the Internet, and WS Radio is leading the way. The Internet has continued to grow at an impressive rate, and Web 2.0 is expanding into automobiles, allowing drivers to be able to listen to Internet radio through voice activation. WS Radio has been broadcasting since 2001, growing to over 120 shows, and we're now franchising. 
Set up your own local Internet radio station in your city or town anywhere across the nation. Headquartered in San Diego, WS Radio has set up remote studios all over the world, from Australia to England. Our franchising model provides turnkey solutions and back-end production by our highly trained WS Radio staff. From setting up the station to sales training, we'll help you every step of the way. Learn more. Log on to www.bestinternetfranchise.com. That's bestinternetfranchise.com. Own your own local internet radio station. <laughs> 